0: Hey everyone, this is Daniel Williams, Senior Editor at MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. I am joined today by Morgan Soster. Morgan is one of our Future Five Award honorees from this year, and we are so glad to have her on the podcast, learn a little bit more about her. Morgan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely,
1: Daniel. It's great to be here, and I'm glad that I get the opportunity to talk with you
0: today. All right, so we are, as we have for our other Future Five Award podcast episodes. We have just gotten to know these honorees, the future of our healthcare industry. So let's just start there, Morgan. Share a little bit about your healthcare industry journey and how you initially got involved with Guthrie Medical Group.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I knew kind of early on that I wanted to be in healthcare. I actually, originally wanted to go into something business or nursing and didn't really know which way I wanted to go Um, but around the submission time for college applications, I quickly came to the conclusion that I didn't like bodily fluids. (laughs) (laughs) That usually makes everybody laugh. And, and and I get it that, you know, they get used to that. If that's something you go into nursing, those things begin to not bother you. But I think the more I thought about it, I didn't really want to be unbothered by some of those things. Yeah. I still really did like the business side of things. And I was like, okay, is there a way, like, I know that there's administrators, but you know, how do you get there? You know, never really knew. Um, and actually again, being my, my, hometown around, um, State College, Pennsylvania, with um, the Pennsylvania State University, that's where I was looking at going. And I actually found a program there, the um, health policy and administration is where I got my bachelor's degree in and where I got it from. Um, they had that, that degree there that really was kind of what I was looking for. Mix that administrative piece with that healthcare piece. Didn't have to be, you know, boots on the ground, you know, um, contact with patients in the sense of touching them and dealing with bodily fluids, but you could still kind of on the back end be able to help them and make their families comfortable, make them comfortable, you know, deal with all that administrative stuff. So it was kind of exactly what I was looking for. Um, And in in this search, I was able to actually discover that Penn Penn State offers a five-year integrated master's program. So actually within five years, I was able to get both my bachelor's and master's degrees. So in the fourth and fifth year of the program, you're kind of have integrated curriculum there where you're doing bachelor's and master's classes together. So I kind of knew again, before even pretty much last minute, actually, figuring out that um, that was exactly where I wanted to go. I wanted to do this five-year program. You don't apply for it until your third year, obviously, to start in your fourth year. But I kind of knew that that's where I wanted to go. That's what I wanted to do. It mixed the two things that I was really interested in together. And and here we are. And upon graduation, actually, um, with both my degrees, I graduated um, from Penn State with both degrees in 2021. I wasn't really sure where I wanted to start my career. And I know our program had really um, talked about fellowships, and we had talked to different people um, from different places that had done fellowships that had graduated the program in the past. Different administrators and people that were running these fellowships had come in and talked to us. So um, I figured that was a perfect opportunity for me as an to do an administrative fellowship to figure out what do I want to do, what do I like, where do I go from here. So yeah. i was actually fortunate enough at uh, Guthrie to obtain a two-year administrative fellowship. Their program's two years long, allowing them to get four different project rotations in that first year, along with other assignments along the way. Um, and actually, that's initially how I got involved with the medical group at Guthrie. Uh, in the second year, fellows have the opportunity to work a year-long uh, project or more recently, actually, a year-long experiential experience is kind of what we call it or experiential opportunity. And actually, what's cool about that is this is a newer development that I was actually the pioneer of. Um, being able to have that experiential opportunity um, for this model, being able to kind of be the first one to try that out. So kind of, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, I was exposed to the medical group in my first year, sort of like an interim manager. They kind of needed someone to sit on site with the staff for someone for them to go to and just have someone sit there. Um, and i just was kind of working with the leadership of that position, kind of stayed connected with them throughout the rest of my first year. And they, I guess, liked my work enough to say, hey, we kind of have this opportunity. We think you'd be great for it. And you know, do you want to do it? And you know, I've always kind of been told always say yes. And and I did. And here here we are now. My second year actually is the exact same role that I have now. Just of course, at the time I was an interim director of practice management of the two clinics that I ha- currently have. And um, and then at the ending of that second year, I rolled over and I was offered the position to officially be the director of a practice management for the Owego Vesto Clinics in New York for Guthrie. So that that's is, yeah, where that we're is. at now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Morgan, that is an incredible story. You are clearly on the fast track. I expect the next time we have you on the podcast, you'll be CEO or something, you know, so you are just on a (laughs) rocket ship right now. So congratulations on that. So let's, yeah, yeah, as you're being fast tracked and you're doing this work yourself, let's talk about that. As you mentioned, you're the director of practice administrations for the regional clinics there. Yes. Talk about some of the challenges you've encountered because you are moving rapidly (laughs) up the ladder in healthcare. So talk about challenges there.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely moving rapidly. So can't wait to be on the podcast next time and see, see what kind of insights I can bring then. But, but yeah, definitely some different challenges that I know a lot of people may not have faced. I know we have a lot of, of leaders that, you know, we have mixing of generations. So a lot of the struggles that I'm seeing, I think more people are going to see. And I think that's one of the first, First mix of struggles I think I had was kind of people management. One I had never managed people before. I pretty much graduated, did a few projects with people, but never really managed people where they were mine. I had to manage them. I had to keep them accountable, make sure they were doing the right thing, and if they had questions, how do I answer them? And and of course that age difference. Um, they they ended up knowing how old I was, and I'm younger than most of the people that I manage, and. And that, you know, was met with, I'm sure, a little bit of skepticism, you know, not knowing who I was before, you know, things like that. And I get that. I totally get that. You know, everybody has their preconceived notions, you know, before you know someone. Unfortunately, that's human nature. Um, but I think those those were definitely two of the harder things is me trying to figure out too how to how to manage them, how to get to know them, how to, you know, sometimes you hear don't share too much because they'll use it against you or, right. you know, sharing make sure that they know you to know, you know, know about you to feel comfortable to come to you and And honestly, I think I'm still in that a little bit to figure out, you know, what's too much and what's not enough to make sure they truly know that I'm here for them, that, you know, yes, they're getting pressure from me on a daily basis, but I'm in the back end behind the closed door. I'm fighting for them, you know, in the meetings that I'm in to advocate for them, advocate for process, advocate for things that they don't know is happening, but making sure that they truly know that, you know, I'm here for them. They can be there, you know, I'm listening. They can come to me. They need anything. They need to just sit in the corner here and have me ignore them and they need to take a minute. That's fine. They want to come in and talk about whatever's going on at home. Great. They don't, that's fine too. So I think just that's probably been the hardest thing is that people piece of it and all all the different facets of that. It's probably the biggest hardest piece.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm a, i am I was doing the math in my head. And so I got in the workforce in 91, I think 90 or 91. So I'm 30 one or 32 years into this and i'm struggling with the same things you were just talking about being a manager and a supervisor and how you know how mm-hmm. how do you manage people and how do you manage people differently depending on who the person is and so mm-hmm. just
1: absolutely it is
0: a uh, eternal question for supervisors absolutely. and managers so good luck to you on that thank you <laughs> um I wanted to talk about something else that uh, the reason that we were, you were put on our radar at MGMA and the MGMA podcast, but you were honored as an MGMA Future 5 recipient. Mentioned that earlier. Again, congratulations. That is such a cool um, honor to have. So share a little bit about what that recognition means to you. Because as you said, you've been at Guthrie since I think 2021. I mean, again, this is a rapid ascent. So talk about that.
1: Yes, well, thank you. It's definitely an honor and actually funny quick stories. I know when I got the email at first, I was kind—I of, thought it was spam at first because you know this doesn't come from internal. I was kind of like, okay, whatever. And I was reading it and it had mentioned um, my my boss at the time actually that had, had nominated me and I was like, wait a minute, to mention two of us at the same time. Okay, and I'm, I'm like, oh my, like I hadn't really honestly no idea. I was obviously a member of MGMA, but had no idea that <laughs> that, was, that was just not on my radar at all. So it was yeah. so cool to be able to, to know that I was being nominated because I had no idea I was even nominated. So I'm so thankful, so grateful to be here. And like I said, the recognition, I mean, it just definitely for me show means success means promise and kind of that validation to be, you know, those hard days and you come home and you're just like, I don't even want to go back tomorrow. It really just has that validation that that what I'm doing in you know, on those hard days is worth it. It's making a difference. And even if it's that one person that it makes a difference, that one patient, that one, you know, granddaughter, grandmother, father, whoever it is, you know, other leader from another clinic, you know, my upper leadership, I mean, my phlebotomist, whoever it is that feels better, you know, their, their family feels better, whatever it is, it's, it was worth it. Whatever the hard day was, it was worth it. Whatever that challenge was, was worth it. That, that difficult discussion was so worth it. And that, you know, I, I think that's really what the recognition really hits home for is again, I mean, we came out of COVID and I, I started at the end of COVID. And, you know, I think for younger leaders trying to go up through the workforce, having that kind of be at that time when we're getting into things, sometimes, you know, you, you feel like you're stuck or you're not sure what's going on. It's just so different for everybody that no one really knows how to maybe guide you or mentor you through some of that stuff because none of us have ever experienced it. So again, the recognition definitely just means so, so, so much and just really shows that, you know, what, what I do and what we do as administrators and how, or anybody in healthcare at all really does make a difference. And, and it's noticed and, you know, even on those hard days, it, it really is worth coming back the next day and, and looking at the brighter side of things and making sure that, you know, you come in with a smile and make sure you just keep pushing through.
0: Yeah. One of the things that you have been involved in and that got our attention in the nomination was your community involvement. So you're already just a few years into your career, you're giving back. So talk about the community involvement that you've uh, dealt with and, and what that's meant to you.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. So I'll kind of start with maybe prior to Guthrie a little bit, just some things I think are super important that, again, drove me to continue to go to healthcare. Um, at My local church at home that I'm a part of, we actually do a Serving Our Seniors Day. And that's kind of people can submit you know, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of something like that or maybe have something like that in their communities, too, is, you know, maybe some, some elderly people in the community or people that maybe have a disability or maybe can't can't work on their home, can't clean their gutters, can't wash their porch, can't rake their leaves, can't paint, you know, whatever. Um, we would get together and do things like that and, you know, make sure that the community was taken care of and those that maybe didn't have other people to help them with those things, we were able to go out and do those things. And same thing with church, we do a um, Christmas dinner um people that maybe don't have family around or you know can't can't come to dinner can't afford dinner you know want, want, want more in their community we serve dinner we deliver dinner to people that maybe can't come get it so um those kinds of things really kind of drove me towards healthcare again you know helped push me that way seeing just the satisfaction and just the the relief i almost felt even though none of those people were really ever in my family but feeling and seeing and the appreciation from them and their families with things like that continued to push me, of course, once, you know, I'm in here at Guthrie, here in healthcare. Um, I know one thing we have, um, the Young Professionals Network is actually one thing that the fellows run. Um, it's an affinity group that Guthrie has, and we do get funding every year to be able to to bring together our own community, especially within the healthcare community, you know, and it says Young Professionals Network, but there's no age cap on it. Everybody's young at heart, no matter how you look at it, but we try to do things like that. I know we would um, do the angel tree we contributed a lot of our some some of our funding to that one year. Um, picked a family of children that you know go and get them some stuff to to put together towards um, their Christmas that year, and and doing things like that. And the and YPN does many different things like that, just bringing again the healthcare community together, but also reaching out to do things with the greater community. Um, and I know Habitat for Humanity is another thing that us as the fellows actually kind of got pulled into. To we were like, hey, we want to be more involved in the community. We're all most of us aren't from the area. And luckily we had um, a a local, a caregiver within within Guthrie that kind of was like, Hey, I'm on the board of this. Why don't you come join? And Mm -hmm. many of us are either on the board or members of that to be able to, to contribute to that. And I think we're looking at starting to uh, break ground on a new home actually this summer. Mm -hmm. So that'll be cool. I've never gotten the opportunity to do that, but I'm looking forward to, to maybe be able to build a home this year um, and add that to the repertoire of kind of community things. I think that's really exciting and really cool, especially being in a rural community something that even more rural from where I come from, mm-hmm. it's cool to see and have that opportunity in the community to do that outside of work. But also there's so many of us, cause we're such a small community. You're, you know, your friends inside of work, outside of work, you see people all the time. So, so I'm excited for that too.
0: Okay. You've almost choked me up there. I mean, it's that time of year and we've been doing <laughs> some different drives. We had a uh, adopted a family here at MGMA for the holidays and we went on a uh, there was sort of a, a gift registry on Amazon where these were the items. These were two teenagers who uh, just, you know, were in a very unfortunate situation. And so it's been one of those kind of weeks where your kind of heart's out mm-hmm. there. And so thanks yeah. for the work you're doing. That is just awesome. incredible. Yeah.
1: Definitely. And I know those of us that, you know, when we can, you know, you always hope that when it happens, if something ever happens to you, that there will be those people to rally behind you if, you know, that were to hopefully never happen to us, but you know, things happen and you know, when you have the opportunity and you're able to do it, I definitely think that that's something, especially this time of year, uh, yeah. be able to do that. So that again, if, if, if you know, hopefully never, mm-hmm. but if you ever needed that yourself, that, you know, you would hope that someone would do the same for, for you, so.
0: Well, well, thank you for that. So I've got, I think about two more questions here I wanted to ask you. So we got to know a little bit more about you as a person. Uh, You as a uh, a fairly new manager and supervisor, the kind of work you've been doing, your education. So let's talk about you uh, in these last couple of questions as a leader. So what advice do you have for uh, your peers out there, those aspiring professionals who are looking to make a positive impact in healthcare organizations? Um, You know, you are new in your career to a degree, you know, relatively new we're going to have some of those other uh, early careerists uh, who are members of MGMA who might be listening to this podcast. What are some things you can share with them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I mentioned a little bit before that I think one of the things I've been told since my you know my secondary schooling was always say yes when you're presented mm-hmm. with an opportunity. Always say yes to that. And I know you know, but being young and I and I remember. I mean, I'm still young, but being younger and kind of not being in the work first really yet kind of hearing that being like okay, what happens like when you say yes too much and then you can't handle it and I think one, once you're in it and you start learning it and I don't think I've ever not felt like oh man I shouldn't have said yes to that like of course we all have those days but yeah. you figure it out you do figure it out and I've learned so much by being able to say yes and again I am where I am because I said yes I could have said no to you know the second year do you want to go be the director of you know these clinics and and I you know my boss at the time of the fellowship said you can say no this is up to you like you're not going to hurt anyone's feeling it's like it scared the crap out of me it did Mm -hmm. because I was you know again all those things that we've talked about you know today but again I'm so glad that I did and I know that to your point I've fast-tracked kind of my career at this point and kind of taking off and that would not have happened without the help of the people at Guthrie without saying yes to coming to Guthrie saying yes to applying to a fellowship saying yes to this experience and I think that's the biggest piece of advice but again some of the other things I've mentioned too just putting yourself in the patient's shoes the caregiver shoes your leadership shoes putting yourself in whoever maybe is challenging you or is frustrating you or anything like that whoever that is and whatever level putting yourself in their shoes to understand why are they asking you this why are they giving you a hard time? Why are they maybe upset? Whatever that is, I think that's the second thing. And then two, just find what drives you and hold on to that. Um, I know, again, we've talked about it again, there's days that are going to be tough. There's days that you're going to not want to get up and go to work the next day, but find what really drives you. And in those tough days, tough times, when you just need a minute to close your office door and like dive into what, what drives you, whether that's planning, you know, project planning, whether that's looking at numbers and deep diving, being able to set that time aside and hold on to that because it will it will get better.
0: Okay. Last question then, getting out the crystal ball then, what are you excited about in healthcare, your career, the healthcare industry, anything you want to share with us as a final thought?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I know you and I talked about a little bit before we started recording, um, Guthrie actually just is in the process of acquiring a local health system within actually the region. I'm the only two clinics actually out in our Eastern region. So it's right in our region. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity out here right now. I've been pulled into some of that integration work actually um, as we speak. So it's been really cool to see how that goes. So I think um, along with that is the technology integration, kind of seeing how we integrate that technology from another system. But just in general, we've made so many leaps and strides just at Guthrie since I've been here. Um, and with technology and just integration in general, making things work better together, making them work for us, making them work for our caregivers, um, I think is is some of the biggest things. A little bit scary sometimes <laughs> with uh, some of the technology and how scary it can be in AI is a, l- a little scary. Um, but I think too with some of the ways that it can work, and it really can prove to make patients better, make us help them better, do better for our patients and and our caregivers. I think that's the, one of the coolest things that I'm I'm looking forward to. And I and I, didn't, I think so. Overarching theme, I guess, integration in general, whether that's technology integration, integrating systems, I think just integrating kind of government, whatever we can to make again just healthcare better, uh, make make things all all across, you know, the country in general, just better for us as caregivers, us as leaders, but um again, for our patients. So
0: that is incredible. So Morgan Soster, thanks for joining us on the MGMA podcast.
1: Yes. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the Member Spotlight MGMA podcast. We have been joined today by Morgan Soster is just uh has an incredible story um we are so proud that she is one of our future five award uh honorees this year and cannot wait to see what is next in store for her in her career so morgan thank you thank you all right that is gonna do it and thanks for being a listener to the mgma podcast network most physicians don't have the opportunity to learn the business of medicine what docs don't get taught physician business training is a course developed by mgma and administrators from johns hopkins university school of medicine this interactive course provides in-depth physician business training that can drive personal and organizational success purchase now for yourself or your organization at physicianbusinesstraining.com and earn eight hours of CME credit. Again, go to physicianbusinesstraining.com to purchase and to learn more.